Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 28. I am your host, Alejandro Oveda. Thank you for tuning in. This week has been amazing. Uh, There's a lot of things I want to talk about, but before I do, I want to just let you know how my week was. Uh, You know, I've just been getting a lot more busy uh, trying to catch up with this podcast. My work schedule has kind of uh, been conflicting with it, and I was kind of late on my notes this week. Um, It's not like me, but guess what? I'm still here. So, during last week, we went fishing over the over the weekend. Uh, we went on Saturday. It was the last fishing day, uh, free fishing day of the year. And we were just so excited to just get out for a little while and, you know, try to catch catch a fish. Uh, but we didn't end up catching anything. And that's that's a, a bummer. That's two weeks in a row now, or two tries now. We uh, went fishing uh, two weekends ago in Shaver, and now we tried Bass Lake. Um, we woke up pretty early, and we tried our first spot out, which which is uh, Pine Point at Bass Lake. Uh, we really like that spot. It's really uh, kind of easy to cast out, and I know around that area is probably the deepest uh, part of the lake. So... But we were really felt like we we're gonna actually get a fish this weekend, and we kind of bummed out uh, leaving empty-handed. So even though we ha- even though we were, uh, didn't catch anything, we had a blast. Uh, my cousin Andres went with us, and you know we kind of did morning drinking and uh, and kind of shot the shit most of the time. Uh, it's kind of nice uh, fishing with uh, people that you know uh, you could talk with, because most of the time you're just waiting for a bite. But it was an amazing experience, and going out early, I gotta say, I, I kind of like. Uh, you really get a chance to see a full sky of stars. Uh, we ended up being there for a good six hours, and then you know we just decided it was time to go home. Um, after that, we just vegged out the rest of the day because we we're kind of exhausted from being outside in the sun. Um, but we didn't cook anything spectacular over the week, uh, but we did do a tri-tip in the air fryer. If you guys haven't got an air fryer, make sure you guys uh, invest in one. It's definitely something that we use uh, on a regular basis. We like to do uh, eggplant fries in there. We like to do now tri-tips. I know we've done wings before in there, uh, but the air fryer is definitely a good way to go if uh, you want to cook something fast and you really don't want to stay in front of the stove. But it was a really tiny tri-tip, and it took maybe about 30 minutes. Um, but I got to say, it's it's really competitive to a, a gas grill. Uh, the way that it came out, you know, you still get that crispy ends. Uh, and, you know, when, when uh, the heat hits the, the seasoning, it, it gives it a nice little uh, bark texture. Uh, and you can definitely get that on the air fryer. Um so, like I said, if you haven't got an air fryer, make sure you guys do because it will definitely save you some time and some hassle. And also, we're still in the gym this week, and we're trying to trying to make some bigger gains. Um, and our lifts and our cardio are actually getting uh, better. We're getting a lot stronger, and I'm I'm definitely feeling a lot more endurance. Um, but the thing is, I feel like my uh, my fat is turning into muscle. Because I weighed myself for the first time and I was very shocked at what the scale showed me. 
but I'm still excited, uh, you know, to put the work in to try to lose the weight. Um, just seeing what I've already done uh, and how, how hard I've been pushing myself, I know I'm going in the right direction. I just can't uh, depend on the scale to really uh, give me the, the satisfaction that I need. Uh, I definitely like going there and beating myself up in the gym. And this week was no, uh, is no, is no different. Uh, we ended up already, um, lifting and, and doing our circuit. Uh, and now I'm, I'm just dying. My arms are dead and I'm just amped for the rest of the week. So, uh, let's get it started. The first thing I want to talk about is, uh, the Fresno rescue mission and the, the uh, Fresno rescue mission serves about 700 meals a day. And it's not only for the homeless, they feed a lot of families. Um, and these are families that are in need and ha that need the three meals uh, a day this summer. You know, it's, it's getting hard uh, nowadays to keep up with the food prices. So these kinds of, uh, these kinds of donations are, are needed for these, uh, uh, nonprofits. Uh, their canned goods, uh, have already dwindled past their year expectancy. Uh, as as I said, more families are struggling to put food on the table. Uh, the rescue doesn't get any state or federal funding, and they are asking uh, for uh, the community to donate uh, some canned goods. Uh, but they specifically said they are, they need to be canned fruits, vegetables, and also canned soup. Um, but I I definitely think they'll take anything that you have to offer. Um, but just by what I heard, their shelves are usually stocked, but seeing a 25% increase of people uh, being served has made a huge dent in their inventory. Uh, you can donate now to the uh, Mission parking lot on G Street in downtown Fresno or at the thrift store located on Sierra between Blackstone and Highway 41. Uh, this is a great way to give back. Um, and they, they only re rely on really private donations and, uh, they, they won't let any family go hungry. So I know that their frozen food inventory is still holding up and they're definitely asking for only canned good, uh, donations. So make sure to check, check your cupboard and, and, and see if you could donate anything. Uh, this would be a great way to give back to a community and to also provide many people with food to eat. I know it's definitely hard to to eat nowadays, seeing how um, how many people are without jobs, how many people can't afford, you know, to even pay their rent. Um, I know I'm one of those people that work that works paycheck to paycheck, uh, but I I am blessed to have a roof over my head and a family that you know really supports me, and I just feel like uh, if I could do anything, uh, like give uh, canned food. To, to really make a difference, I think that that's a big thing that we really need to focus on in society, especially in our community. I know people, you know, just uh, turn a left a left eye or a right eye uh, to these people, the homeless. Uh, but it's not only the homeless; it's it's there's a lot of people that can't afford to get uh, buy or afford the real uh, essential things in in people's lives. And food shouldn't have to be uh, one of those things that you uh, can't can't have, you know. It should be a, a human right to be able to have food.
So make sure you make that donation to the Fresno Rescue Mission. But now I want to talk about uh, BKS Loteria Series uh, number five. We're already on number five for the Loteria Series. Uh, this is uh, named Conversation EP, and it's featuring uh, Courtesy and Sid Bad the One. Um, this month's EP is a collaboration uh, with, uh, with the LAMC. Uh, who has done work uh, with Knowledge on his project, Acquire Knowledge, and has done shows at Tioga Sequoia and also Elements for Peace and Rocky Hill. Uh, Simbad the One is a producer slash rapper that I haven't heard of really before, but once I uh, found him on YouTube, I listened to some of his songs that he produced on SoundCloud and also YouTube, and I just got to say, he has so much talent and provides this EP with its uh, vers versatility on the beats. Uh, this is, like I said, the fifth installment of the series, and I just wanted to review some of the songs that were on the Conversations EP. The first song is If You Were Hearing Me, and this beat is just so dope. Uh, the way the keys and the horns blare, uh, they were able to give the same effect to keep that very simple but very creative. Um, then BKR starts his usual lyrical content and just talks his shit. Then he does the hook and, and it reminds me of like a true hip hop song. Um, then courtesy and with his rap raspy voice comes in, gives his lyrical message and just gets your attention and almost sets the tone for the rest of the EP. Uh, you get a variety of styles that create a great, uh, easy listening music experience that allows you to learn from these MCs who are becoming themselves. The next song off the EP is But Can't Hide. And that's Sinbad the One. And he keeps this uh, real smooth and he uses a Lauren Hill vocal sample uh, and created this vibe that lets uh, these two artists describe their experience as hip hop. Um, and the way that BKR, he, he creates the hooks and you know, the way that he raps in his verse uh, makes you really, really vibe out to it. Uh, then Courtesy gives some insight how now he's becoming an artist. And this collaboration is one of my favorites. And this song is one of my favorites in this series. The next song is called Spark It Up or Spark Up. Sorry. Uh, this beat has a very eerie feeling and you can't get it out of your head. Uh, then Courtesy uh, comes and takes a lead, gives you like this sick, sick flow. And it definitely changed, uh, his flow definitely changed in this song. And I like how he still keeps his cadence though, but uses the beat to gas his fire. Um, then BKR kills another catchy hook that leaves you focused on his verse, which then he changes his voice and transforms into, uh, something like a serial killer <laughs> that keeps you, sta uh, keeps on stabbing at the beat. Um, I like when BKR sets his vocals up and this is a good way to show off his versatility and it definitely shines through on this e EP. And the next song off of the conversation EP, a hell of a, and this is not your, uh, average nineties hip hop beat. Uh, and you can hear, you know, you definitely that West coast feel, uh, this one reminds me of one of uh, the greatest eras of hip hop and both MCs kill their verses and both leave you wanting more. So 
Courtesy just seemed real comfortable with this beat. Uh, and then he just dem demolished the, the verse. Uh, the hook is very catchy. And I would definitely like to see this song performed. Uh, then BKR just talks his shit. And he does a comparison uh, to Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. Um, this is a dope concept for a song. And it definitely makes you bob your head. Now the last song on the EP I want to talk about is conversation which is self-titled and uh Sinbad the One produced this very emotional beat uh allowed the MCs to dedicate their verses to Nipsey Hussle uh BKR talks about how hard it is to get over a loss but you have to have the strength to keep on going uh then courtesy lets his words be felt on a personal level with this verse then he talks about his community and how harsh it is uh around his area uh, the message, uh, they both uh, reiterated uh, to the future uh, and to show them that uh, there can be a better society. And this song is definitely uh, going to be on my Spotify uh, playlist. Though the thing I want to really say about this EP was it's very easy to listen to. Uh, I've probably heard it a dozen times now and still haven't got bored of it. Um, I really like both artists approach to this uh concept uh ep and i just gotta say the series is definitely something you shouldn't sleep on uh if you haven't heard uh the conversation or any other ep from the lotharia series make sure you do um i know right now uh i've been really uh feeling this ep um i i think it was probably one of the better produced eps uh so far and I don't, I don't mean any of them uh, in any order, but I think for for me, this is one that I've actually felt uh, something with. Um, I know the other ones, I, I I definitely love all the artists that he worked with and all the producers that he worked with. But for some reason, this one just feels uh, feels pretty good, and I I, I don't want people to really uh, judge me on me saying that. But I, I, I feel like he keeps on uh, getting better throughout uh, the Lotharia series. So I just want to say shout out to BKR uh, for all his hard work that he's been putting out for his music. But while we're supporting BKR, make sure we support the, you know, all the other Fresno artists too. Um, I know I've seen a lot of people doing work. I know Wix came out with the video. I know uh, Ricky Grimes is coming out with the new uh, mixtape. Um, I know BKR is still working hard on, on the, on the series, uh, just things in Fresno are definitely changing. And I hope that, uh, people's perception on Fresno hip hop is changing because it's definitely getting into, uh, something th that people have never guessed it would be. Uh, I think, you know, when I was 18 or 19, uh, I wish that our hip hop scene was this big and, you know, you had as many artists as we do now that are actually putting out a lot of content. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely changing, uh, what Fresno hip hop is. And I, I like the direction that it's going into. Now I just want to talk about the Grizzlies. Uh, they took third in the PCL Pacific Northern. Uh, their record was a 65 and 75. Um, the season is over and we finished off real strong after a horrible month of August. Uh, this year was very controversial 
uh, with the video, with the sponsors being pulled, then the horrific tragedy at the taco uh, truck throwdown eating competition. Uh, it just seems we were having a good year until like July, uh, July and August. I mean, those two months, uh, we were definitely in first, uh, but then ended up getting into last late in, in August. So I just hope that next year, you know, we could win on the road. Uh, the road trips were really what hurt us. Uh, I know it's easy to play in front of a, a great uh, audience like Fresno, but it, you definitely got to put those games together on the road and when they matter most. But we still are going to support our team and hope they have a, a more improved team next year. Uh, we made the best year we could with what we had, uh, with all the incidents that happened. And I'm definitely proud we didn't leave the division in last. Um, and we also won six, the last six games. So we only were behind uh, the Sacramento River Cats by only eight games. And we were uh, tied neck to neck with them uh, in July. So I got to just give it up for the for the Grizzlies for, you know, finishing real strong and uh, trying to make make it a good season after all the controversy and tragedy. But the Fresno Foxes are still in second in the USL Western. Their record holds 13, 8, 4, and 47 points. The next game is going to be Saturday uh, versus Reno 1868, who are third in the USL Western. Uh, their record holds 13, 5, and 8 with 44 points. This is a big game. If you're going to be able to make it to this game, this is going to be one uh, one tough battle. Uh, the Foxes played a very tough battle last week against the Tulsa uh, Roughnecks, losing 2-1. Uh, we couldn't get our offense to get going and missed a lot of opportunities to tie in the 85th minute, especially with the missed penalty kick. Um, we struggled to really minimize our yellow cards and offsides, uh, and this week we'll, we'll need to make those adjustments and we'll, we'll need to be able to uh, limit both uh, and also keep the possession of the ball and limit, it, limit their chances of scoring uh, because this game will be a big one versus Reno 1886. And the Fresno State Bulldogs, I mean, they looked awesome on Saturday. Uh, if you guys missed the game, uh, it was definitely uh, teeth clenching. Uh, I couldn't get off the couch. My wife was trying to tell me to wash the dishes. And I all I knew is I, I, I needed to see the next uh, play from Jorge Reyna. And this was... Uh, the best challenge, the best, and I think the the only challenge he's going to have this year, um, that's going to go against you know uh, a big D line like USC had. Um, the first half was a uh, was a challenge until he threw his first TD in his college career, making a great throw over the top to uh, re receiver number seven Darian Grimm, uh, and that was a thirty one yard score. Uh, this was a big play. And the freshman uh, quarterback um, really uh, couldn't do anything against the defensive line that was been chasing him down the whole night. Uh, his white jersey was was green at the end of the game, and just wasn't allowing enough time for uh, Fresno State's offense to make any big plays. And they challenged uh, Reyna to make uh, him run almost every down. As he continued to run uh, around the, the USC defensive line in the second half, he looked to progress on his uh, playmaking ability. 
Uh, Reyna challenged, you know, the USC DBs by throwing a nice floater that looked to be a touchdown, but then it was an interception. Um, the freshman QB looked great going 19 for 39 with 256 yards with two touchdowns and one interception. Uh, our defense, though, uh, the first half, we had trouble stopping the run, but we did get an interception right in the end zone on a drive. And that USC, I mean, USC was marching down the field, uh, and that was only in the beginning of the second quarter. But the Bulldog defense then kept their, their stream through the second quarter and also stopped USC on another drive that looked to be another USC touchdown. On that same play, USC quarterback JT Daniels was injured and was carted off the field. The Fresno State defense continued uh, their ability to stop USC and their offense and caused another fumble after a big hit by Arden Frosby. And they just continued throughout the game uh, to make great plays against the US, uh, the USC uh, offense. Um it always depends on who makes the big stops, and uh, it definitely got close at the end when uh, USC pulled out the win, 31-23. But I just got to say, uh, the next game uh, will be against another great team, and that's going to be Saturday versus Minnesota Golden Gophers, who are in the Big Ten Western uh, Conference, and that's going to be a home game. So this is going to be another tough matchup. And if we could keep our tempo on offense and we could uh, at least establish a running game, which we kind of did last week, um, we definitely could could win this ball ballgame. Uh, Reyna will also be able to will, will have to, you know, get the ball out of his hands and try not to make every play a run. Um, if he gets the protection needed, though, I see him making a, a, a great difference against a suspect defense. Um, and our defense will need to be able to stop the Gophers' passing game, which number 13, Rashad Bateman, caught for 153 yards on five catches and averaged 26 yards and scored a touchdown. So this is going to be a big win if we can pull it off. Uh, I I have belief that we, we can, especially after how good we looked against USC last week. Um, I just want to see, uh, you know, the dogs just, just tear it up this year. So make sure you guys are wearing your red. Make sure you guys are going for the Bulldogs. Now we're talking about football, NFL, uh, week one. The season is upon us. And I got to say, there's a lot of great uh, week one matchups. Uh, we waited seven months for the 2019 season to begin. And my Super Bowl prediction again uh, is going to be Falcons versus Chiefs. I think both of the teams have high, high-powered offense, and, a di and both will have defenses that are in the top 15 in the league. So let me know what your predictions are for uh, coming this season and who will be in the Super Bowl and why. And if you guys shout out some teams, uh, let me know which teams I should be paying attention to and maybe some of the matchups that you guys are, are looking at. Uh, but the season will be, be starting Thursday with the game uh, with Packers versus Bears, and that's going to be a, uh, already a playoff game. Uh, both teams are going to need to come out strong and with that W. So I can't wait for Thursday. Um, then Sunday, there's, uh, there's a bunch of games, but the ones that uh, caught my eye were Falcons versus Vikings, Rams versus Panthers, Colts versus Chargers, 
Niners versus Buccaneers, and the Steelers versus the Patriots. Then on Monday night, we get two games, Texans versus Saints and Broncos versus Raiders. Um, I definitely think that the Patriots and the Steelers is going to be the game of the week. Um, I can't wait to see that matchup. Uh, those two teams definitely could be uh, playoff contenders. But I want to hear what you guys have to say. Make sure you guys leave a voice message. Let me know which teams I should cover each week. Tell me your predictions for week one. Tell me what you guys think is the matchup of the week. I want to know about all football. So make sure you guys are, are you know, leaving those voice messages. Uh, and definitely tell me which teams you guys are going for this year. Now I want to talk about the MLB with the Dodgers still first in the NL West. Their record holds 91-50. and 50. Uh, They'll finish the series with the Rockies, then the Giants, and then the or Orioles. And the Giants are third in the NL West. Uh, the record's holding 66-72. They'll finish off the series with the Cardinals, then play at the Dodgers, and then play the Pirates. There are three weeks left, and it looks like the Dodgers are making a statement this year, trying to prove they are the best. Uh, the Yankees and the Astros are also uh, have some similar records, and I just want to see who will end uh, with the best record in baseball this year. There are still a lot of games to be played, and we'll see who makes the playoff and wild card. Uh, the Giants are losing games needed to be won. Uh, they're definitely not making a challenge for that wild card position right now, but I hope, you know, they, they turn it around. Now it's time for my favorite segment, Beer of the Week. And I had some great beers this weekend. I will not be guilty of choosing one, though. And this is the one that I chose. Wild Dapple Fire Batch number 1505. It's a sour ale brewed by Barrel House Brewing out of Paso Robles, California. It drinks at a 5.7% ABV and is brewed with Dapple Fire Pluots. This beer, this beer, this beer was a very special sour beer. Um, my first reaction was it was very sour and I let it rest immediately. Um, but I started to taste the Pluots as I was biting like right into the flesh of one. It, it it was weird because it was that sour. You could taste the the, the pluot skins, um, but I started to taste, like I said, uh, the pluots. Then the the barrel started to implement a whole different taste uh, as I was getting more of like a citrus and a and a like a wood funk uh, that made this beer one of the my favorite sours I've tasted in a long time. Um, I sipped on this one for a, a while, trying to just trying to get the the taste and and really see uh, what what flavors I got. Um, it says that you know you you would be able to get uh, citrus notes, um, pluot notes, and apple notes, which I didn't get the apple, but I definitely got you know the citrus and the uh, pluots. But this was my first barrel house sour, and I I definitely gonna check out for more of those um i've definitely tried a lot of their ipas which i've also tried uh their cashmere ipa which was awesome but this sour ale was a, a very special bottle uh i just want to say thanks to my cousin anthony and Brittany for putting me on uh these sours um 
they, I know they have a place in Visalia, uh, downtown Visalia, that I really need to visit. So if you ever see any Barrel House beers, make sure you give them a try because they won't disappoint you. But I want to thank you again for supporting this podcast. You know, without you, this was this was just an idea. Uh, I, but I've been feeling like, you know, this podcast uh, needs a little change up. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm making a few adjustments. Um, but I want this podcast to have a little bit more substance to to week to week, you know. I I took out the events this week because, you know, I've been really busy this past month and um, and upcoming months, too. Uh, and I won't be able to attend much of these events, but we are now like two weeks away from our trip to Atlanta. And we've been saving a lot of our time and a lot of our money uh, for that great experience there. Uh, the event segment will somehow be resurrected after I after I'm back, but while, um, while I'm still, uh, doing the podcast before, uh, you know, my trip, I'm definitely going to keynote some of the ones that I, I think you guys should support, but I'm not going to have its own segment. You'll find the events now towards the end of the podcast. Um, and personally, I felt like, uh, this is going to be something that's going to add to the podcast. Um, I, I think it's only going to make it better. And I just hope you guys uh, are there, you know, to hear hear most of the events at the end. Um, so I just want to, you know, continue uh, doing this podcast weekly. Um, like I said, the events are, are tough to make every every day of the week. You know, I, I put out a lot of uh, a lot of events that I think um, that are interesting. And I want to keep uh, supporting, you know, these businesses and these uh, the way that you could find these artists out in, you know, Fresno or or wherever they might be performing. I think it's important and it's still my job and my duty to try to uh, make you guys uh, gravitate towards, uh, you know, Fresno's nightlife or what Fresno has to offer. But I hope you guys have a, a great week this week. Uh, make sure you guys are always thinking positive. Make sure you guys are thinking about uh, how how we're gonna make it uh, a better life for everyone, uh, not just ourselves. We gotta you know think about others, think about uh, donating to the to the uh, rescue mission. You know they definitely need our help. Um, this podcast is is just something that um, is able to reach anybody who wants to be influenced. Uh, by our great community. And I think uh, this podcast is showing you guys that there's ways that we could do uh, creative things uh, in our community to, to make it a better place. So make sure you guys are supporting your local businesses. Make sure you're supporting your local artists and always support your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Oveda signing off episode 28.